0: imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like alice tumbling down the rabbit hole Hmm? you could say that
1: i can see it in your eyes you have the look of a man
2: who accepts what he sees because he's expecting to wake up
1: Welcome to Team Rabbit 1 Edition 243 with Marcel Polte. It is the Dark New World Order. Mind control and MK Ultra, ritual abuse and dissociation, angels, aliens and demons. Anything and everything interconnected will learn tonight how this could possibly be. Also shedding light upon potentially some of the more darker aspects of consciousness with Dr. Marcel Polte. Welcome and well met.
0: Thank you for the invitation to your show.
2: For sure. Uh, And I just want to say up front, I'm glad that you're taking the risk on an English-speaking program. Never think about it. Just flow. I don't speak German, so you're doing better than me already. Good job. All right, so this is episode 243. Something we do at the beginning of these episodes is talk about the numerological resonator. Um, 243 reduces down to 9 Uh, Which in this case is the hermit card or in this deck the alien rather resonant already says I bring back knowledge from distant places The hermit card or in this case the alien is about knowing your worth. You are perfect the way you are Be free seek answers within you go deeper and understand more of the universe take the time to do something You've never done before like a podcast Uh, Raphael, what is the angel card that you have?
1: So it is no surprise. We have the angel number 57 angel of discernment belonging to the archangels this angel helps everyone who works for a just cause thrive in all areas and to liberate people with addictions leading them towards a healthy life the angel favors work with those who work in coastal cities and all who carry out functions related to the recreation area at these locations so maybe there's coastal cities somewhere. i support my creations with patience and tender loving care The main angel qualities here are being non-attachment, feeling of freedom, liberating prisoners, and most of all, discernment.
2: So I know that was a mouthful uh, for both of us, but I'm wondering if anything, uh, if either of those cards, the hermit card or his angel card, resonated with you, Marcel.
0: Yes, and uh, you will see see the resonance um, when we talk about the subjects uh, later. I heard uh, a lot of trigger words <laughs> that um, are deeply connected uh, to the subject we will talk about, for example, the archangel and um, the role he's playing uh, in the whole uh, matter. Um, if you look at the polarities of uh, evil and good, uh, black and white um, and so on, but this is uh, stuff we uh, will go into uh, um, when, we, when we come to the, the last uh, half an hour, uh, we will um, uh, start with easier topics Uh, or uh, I should better say earthly topics and then uh, come to the metaphysics.
2: Sounds good. I'm very intrigued um, to kind of pick your brain. Uh, You sound like an interesting individual who has actually written a few books on very uh, fringe topics, more fringe topics. Hopefully they'll become more mainstream conversations. But I'm curious, uh, Rafael, how did you become aware of the doctor?
1: Yes, yeah, so actually, we had met at the alien.de, so German Alien Conference in 2019, I believe, by Martin Tachyon, who put this together, it was a small, very nice conference, I think. And the way I believe, at least, we connected was, aside from whatever synchronistic, you know, recognitions, was the fact that I guess we both were more into the phenomenological aspect of the whole thing and not so strict in terms of, Oh, I need a photo of the UFO. I can prove in this very reductionist, materialistic way and having a more, maybe broader and more also somewhat more intuitive and experiential approach uh, to the whole topic.
2: Yes, cool. I can confirm. So you guys have actually met in the flesh. Sometimes a lot of our dealings are just, you know, global, you know, people I've talked to or been interested in. I'm glad that you guys have made contact. Uh, what was your experience like at that convention? Like, did you have fun (laughs) start there?
0: Yeah, it was a very nice convention with a lot of very interesting speakers and um, very interested uh, small crowd. And um, yeah, I think it was uh, the second time this uh, conference was held and um, each time I enjoyed it a lot and um, I enjoyed it more to get into contact with Raphael and um, to continue afterwards uh, holding contact.
2: Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I'm going to kind of pull all the way back and, yep. and you can be as long winded or as short winded as you prefer. Um, just give me an idea of kind of the cultural context of where you're coming yep. from. Were you raised in a you know religious or spiritual environment? Clearly, you're kind of dissecting this in a very kind of a psychological way at a level. So um, and we could kind of go from there. Uh, and I'll probably ask you questions while we're talking Mm -hmm. just because I'm a Gemini and I ask questions. But um, yeah, just fill us in. Um, Where did you grow up? What was the culture? Maybe some of the bigger influential uh, moments that kind of directed to you where you are now.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, very important um, to to know this background in order to understand why I deal with certain topics and why I talk about them publicly. Um, I must say, um, as a child or as a youth, I had... um, no special experiences, and had nothing to do with the subjects we are talking about today. Um, (coughs) After my school, I studied law um, at Frankfurt University and became a lawyer. And I worked for about um, 15 years in um, the top uh, legal law firms as an expert for company law. So uh, very (laughs) far away (laughs) from the field of UFOs and ETs and whatever. Um, But I have to say um, at the end of my law studies, um, I suddenly became very interested in physics and I um, began reading (coughs) a lot of physics books um, although it was never a, a um, subject um, uh, during my school time I was very interested in, but at the time it started and for about 10 years I did nothing more than to read one physics book after another. And after some years, I also um, uh, told my my boss at the time at the law firm, um, you knew that I was quite interested in physics, that I even wanted to study physics besides my uh, profession as a lawyer. Which he didn't find funny at all because uh, he couldn't imagine um, or couldn't um, uh, think of an attorney um, studying physics um, at the same time. Um, uh, nevertheless, I um, they had to uh, give in, and uh, I um, I could uh, study for about two years physics beside my uh, job as a lawyer. And so uh, during this time, I got a very um, um, good and and, um, well-founded knowledge in in physics. And um, I also um, became aware that we, still have some very huge gaps in our understanding. We, for example, don't know what is uh, the negative energy that is driving our universe um, or, or is blowing up our universe um, uh, and and a lot of other questions. For example, if you look at quantum physics and so on. Um, But during all those years uh, of studying physics and reading a lot of uh, physics books, um, I didn't, uh, did never get into contact with uh, the UFO phenomenon. That's uh, changed uh, when I found an article about the Belgian uh, UFO wave, which was in, I think, 89 and 90, where for more than one year, a lot of Belgian citizens Uh, saw UFOs, and what is special in this case, uh, at the end, uh, the um, uh, Belgian military uh, even held a press conference and informed the public uh, that they also saw those UFOs and had no answer. And this is something that you would never find in in Germany um, or other countries. Maybe French, uh, but um, so I my my interest in UFOs uh, was aroused, and I started um, to um, yeah, to study this subject. And as Raffel said, um, I realized uh, very soon that um, UFOs is a real phenomenon, uh, but it doesn't make sense. Like uh, many other UFO researchers. To, um uh, to look uh, globally for UFO events and um, and to try to confirm uh, the UFO phenomenon uh, because for me it was more interesting to look behind the phenomenon. And um, the the tool for this um, I realized was um, uh, researching the so-called abduction literature uh, which started in the 80s. Uh, we had uh, Bud Hopkins, we had uh, John Mack and other um, uh, we are well-known researchers in this field um, that uh, studied hundreds of uh, cases uh, where people told them that they had uh, contact with ETs. Um, and uh, you're, you're talking you're something? To, but, no, okay I'm talking
2: to my brother. Oh, okay. He's asking for the GP. You can go get it. Okay, uh, Life happens. Raphael's run away. I'm listening <laughs> So um and I've got a couple questions maybe yep. just right, um not to detract you cuz it sounds like uh we br- rushed right over your you know childhood and stuff real quick. Um I don't know your birthday. Usually I look at people's uh astrology charts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had yours. So I'm like uh, um w- out of curiosity not that this is who you are exactly. What 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 day um what sign are you? Do you know your sun sign?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm born at uh, 29th of uh, August in 1974
2: so uh, so i'm virgin yeah Yeah, okay it makes total sense because i was like between the law and trying to kind of get all the nitty-gritty details of things it makes a lot of sense in terms of what you're doing you're also doing it from a place of open-mindedness like your uh, boss was kind of like how could you want so many interests what the heck yeah be a lawyer don't do other things and you're gonna have your fingers in a lot of pies um uh yeah so don't be distracted my brother's gone he just needed my Mm -hmm. car key he needed to borrow the car so um you were saying that these – when you were studying quantum physics and, and doing these Bel- – the Belgium things happened in the late 80s, early 90s, yep. you're saying? Uh, a lot has changed since then, um, which we can get into. But yeah. Um, yeah. I guess – I mean I don't even know. I've never – I've had like night terrors and weird events, psychological events, but I've never had like alien contact or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of thought of it as, as an archetype uh, that we're kind of developing into. Um, Raphael obviously channels and maybe thinks of this a little differently, but maybe not. Um, what in your estimation, I mean, I don't, we don't have to go hardcore on this, but I'm kind of curious. Are you looking at this as like a strictly phenomenal of the mind that we're like interpreting reality word? Cause you're mm-hmm. saying like, let's not go look for the base on the moon or whatever. It's, it seems like yep. these are, um, almost events that phase in and out of certain dimensionalities or, uh, something like that. Um, I'm kind of rambling, but you see where I'm going with that?
0: hmm Yeah, Um, when I realized uh, that it makes more sense uh, to study the UFO phenomenon by looking at the uh, ET contact experiences, uh, which had been documented uh, what I said uh, since the eighties and it's thousands of cases now, um, I I still was skeptic. Uh, So I wanted to confirm what I've read in the US literature um, on these contact cases. And uh, there I also realized that a very important tool to research these cases is uh, to use uh, hypnosis. Uh, because normally uh, people claiming that they had such uh, experiences. Only remember certain uh, parts uh, of such experiences uh, in, in the form of flashbacks, or maybe nightmares, or even conscious memories. Uh, but uh, it's only small fragments. Um, uh, and with the help of hypnosis, um, uh, it's possible to to um, yeah, to know much more about what happened during such an event. So. Um, First, I is wanted to... Is hypnosis
2: something that you're familiar with or is this like a, a new skill set that you learned later on?
0: Yeah, I, I learned this then um, specifically for, for, this, um, for this research uh, goal. Um, um, however, um, when, when I learned uh, um, uh, the technique of hypnosis, I also um, made a, uh, you can say, a degree. Um, it's like an a, um, official admission to use Um, hypnosis for therapeutic therapeutic, um, reasons Uh, so I also worked uh, in a small um, office with clients who came to me uh, with uh, problems like depression or uh, uh, fear situations or something like this Um, and I used uh, the hypnosis very successfully by working with the subconscious uh, to help those persons um, but besides this work, I used it as a tool uh, for my research, and um, by by getting into contact with um, a number of people who claimed having had ET contacts, I was able to confirm that this what I had read in the U.S. literature also happens in Germany or German-speaking com- uh, countries, and that the same characteristics uh, that researchers have found in the U.S. Um, and th- these are also and now I'm getting back to your questions, these are also physical um, symptoms like um, scars or um, bruises um, that you cannot explain, Um, uh, also psychological uh, symptoms uh, and so on. Um, It was quite clear for me then that this is a real global phenomenon uh, with Also a physical aspect, Um, however, um, you must say, and all researchers that have studied the UFO phenomenon uh, and uh, also the ET contact phenomenon um, will confirm this, it's not a mere physical um, uh, subject uh, or phenomenon, Uh, it's an... Uh, you must say, interdimensional uh, phenomenon, because many things that happen, you cannot explain by pure uh, physical standards. Uh, So um, um, I also became aware that all this is quite complex. It's not uh, just about um, gray ETs that are abducting humans for maybe a um, a genetic project. This is one part, but uh, we have to uh, to deal here with uh, a lot more um, intelligences in different dimensions with own agendas uh, partly working together or working against each other, using humans or supporting humans. So it's a quite um, um, complex picture that you get when you dive into this.
2: What a space so, opera we find ourselves in! Allow
1: mm-hmm. me just to point out: this is a quite similar route, just as uh, Michael Newton had taken, who had written *Life Between Lives*. I, be- I believe he also did lots of hypnosis, yep. or Dolores Cannon with the Three Waves of Volunteers and all the other books. I just want to say that there is other cases of individuals having gone through a similar journey and it yeah. discovered maybe similar ideas in some aspects, or at least there is this transcendental quality. There is this highly Dynamic and complex realm that is invisible. However, that from which we can actually draw back information if we enter the right brainwave states, which in a sense, you know, makes sense. And Jim, as to your perpetual question as to whether these are only imaginations or real phenomena in terms of real aliens. It's almost an
2: arbitrary question. It's, it's almost like because, psychic.
1: because, it, because it's, 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 it's levels always of the unconscious, right? And if you would say it's just a different kind of level, then it would appear from some perspectives just like. An imagination of the subconscious however it is still equally real when you enter that frequency bandwidth right so it's uh but and what, or.
2: i guess what gets tricky for me is like um in the movie inception like his ex-wife if you've seen the film with mm-hmm. leonardo dicaprio his ex-wife no spoilers guys but like his ex-wife is a figment of his imagination that he's kind of hidden so maybe any interactions he would be having with her wouldn't cause mutilations at a certain dimensional level right it would be like i'm having baggage with my past whereas it seems at at a phenomenological level, like there's evidence that can't be quali- qualified. They're like, I have scratches, or I was here and now I was zapped over there, or whatever the case might be, um, which seem to have a uh, well. I don't. It's hard to talk about. It's like a um, an observable quality from other perspectives, just beyond the subject themselves.
0: Yep. yep. Um I think it's it's both. Um, Uh, From what I understand um, also uh, from talking to my clients um, that I work together in this field, um, I assume that some experiences and some events um, only take place on another level. Um, And some uh, experiences are in our um, three-dimensional plane. And um, um, uh, one um, very... um, big um, cooperation of this is uh, that you have the UFO phenomenon and (laughs) that you have the UFOs that are now um, even detected by US Navy uh, fighter uh, jets and and so on. Um, uh, So um, at least uh, the UFOs uh, have been confirmed as a physical phenomenon in in our 3D dimension, um, which does not mean that uh, the same UFOs maybe exist at the same time um, at another dimension as well.
2: Right. I don't. I haven't done much research, but Carl Jung would be like, UFOs are real, but that's us coming into contact with the subconscious in a very kind of tertiary point in a way. It's like this, like interface point between you know deep mind and and other. Um, I haven't seen the footage, but even I think the, yesterday or the day before there was. Uh, apparently footage of some kind of shape-shifting situation going on outside of a commercial airliner, maybe? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's, it's in the news. It's not just... I know that, uh, you know, in the past few months, years, it's been more like U.S. government being like, we can't... We'll say that we don't know, or what... You know, it's like that kind of like plausible deniability kind of stuff. Um, so...
1: There's a few Let's things ahead, to, to dissect here. One thing i just like to mention briefly is that at the conference that we both attended, there was also, at the end, very nicely done by Martin, he said, oh, Francis, why don't you come up on stage? And he was the guy who was live at this aerial phenomenon and I believe, 1994, in a high school or primary school in Zimbabwe. And at least the way I could speak to him It was completely in line with all of these you know time dilation effects children reacting differently children being closer than parents which is if one understands belief systems and the rigidity makes total sense and also maybe remember there was this one woman reading um these abduction stories from the national parks in the us where people vanished and you know children survived more often adults almost never survived. And this could actually be a a hint towards Sasquatch, potentially, or Bigfoot, you know, in terms of because the children then said, Oh, I was taken care by a big bear, you know, what could be a big bear if a child describes it. And of course, these are, you know, far out themes. But it was interesting to see how different, you know, information points here can can connect together. Then, of course, at the same time, there's a few, uh, plenty more things I'd like to dissect and have your particular uh, opinion on. However, maybe briefly, you would also like to mention the other research you did, which is kind of the, the darker side of the whole thing yeah. in terms of, you know, mind control, abuse and so on, and how that connected together for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want to to um, stay um, too long at the uh, ET contact phenomenon because uh, that's just the beginning. And This has been well researched in the 80s, and we uh, already know a lot about this. Um, So this was something um, I could confirm by my own research, and from there I I went on. Um, um, And the reason for this was that during my hypnosis sessions where, and if we talk about hypnosis, um, uh, we we have to explain that uh, this is nothing more than um, um, leading a person in, a, um, um, in a, a state where he's more relaxed, uh, and in this relaxed state, he can better uh, remember uh, past events. So it's uh, it's not usually it's not that this person slide like uh, switched off and cannot remember what happened during hypnosis. He's quite aware all the time that he's or he or she is lying there. Uh, so it's just helping <coughs> the person to remember. Um, and uh, what I usually did with the subjects was uh, helping them re- remember those um, presumed uh, ET contact experiences. But then um, during one hypnosis session, um, it happened for me for the first time uh, that suddenly um, this, uh, in this case it was a woman, uh, did not only describe what happened to her, um, but suddenly uh, talked differently and said, Uh, uh, we uh, it was something where we where she suddenly talked in the we perspective Um, and i wondered and and uh, asked myself why she's talking now about we um, until i realized (laughs) it's not the woman anymore talking to me but that uh, something has taken over and that i'm now uh, supposedly talking to a, uh, to an alien intelligence. And um, after this first channeling that happened there, I still was quite uh, skeptic uh, about what has happened. I thought maybe she had a, a psychological problem or anything like this. But um, interestingly enough, um, in a very short time after this, uh, further channelings like this happened. And in the first channeling, um, the the ETs that um, uh, introduced themselves uh, said that they are um, similar, like the, the ETs in the Avatar movie, um, very telepathic, very um, uh, um, uh, they, they were very uh, no dark uh, individuals, but um, yeah, very uh, light-minded and that they they told me that they um, are um, threatened by uh, reptilian beings. At this point, uh, reptilian beings hadn't interested me because in the abduction scenario or in the abduction <coughs> literature, they don't play a role. Uh, normally you have to, uh, you deal with uh, the gray um, aliens, maybe the um, uh, human <laughs> looking aliens but reptilians are very very um, in very very few cases appear Uh, so i hadn't paid much uh, much attention to them Um, but they told me that they would be threatened um, at a point in the future by reptilian beings and uh, to find a a solution for their problem Um, they said that they had sent um, uh, uh, um, yeah, individuals from their, from their species to incarnate um, on earth um, in order to make experiences here because they say humans are rougher uh, than themselves and maybe are um, uh, uh, capable of, of, of uh, protecting somehow uh, against an, a reptilian threat um, and this is, was the first channeling. After this channeling, um, like I said, uh, further channelings happened. And in each of them, reptilians played a role. In the second channeling, which for me was more convincing, because um, um, it was with a young man. Um, um, first, he described um, a childhood experience where reptilians played a role. He described um, uh, how, he, how he was uh, put in like a tube-like machine and, and something was did on a soul level uh, to his soul in order to combine a part of his human soul with an alien, or in this case, a reptilian soul part. Um, and um, after he described this event, um, um, I asked if it's possible to talk to those reptilians uh, he's describing, if they are aware of it. And his uh, way of breathing uh, changed, and then a uh, reptilian uh, figure talked to me. Um, and after the session, I also could um, um, perceive for a very short time uh, the slit pupils in his eyes. So um, this was quite <laughs> astonishing. Um, Did and you
2: keep your Virgo cool. Were you really chill and collected, or was it like, was what not?
0: Uh, it, it was not frightening. Um, at the moment, it was uh, it was fr- not frightening at all um i cannot tell you why um but um it was just uh, more a um, an expression of astonishment uh, than of fright and it was um just two or three times for a split second that I could perceive this. Um, But also interestingly, after this event, I um, came into contact um, during a very short time with um, some individuals that also had uh, perceived uh, those slit pupils in uh, humans um, for a longer time than I had uh, did. And so I kind of got a confirmation by them. Uh, some of uh, those individuals I knew for a long time. And uh, only when I talked about my experiences, uh, they told me, oh, I uh, had the uh, same experiences uh, some time ago. And, it seems um, to
2: be a human condition that we keep our cards breasted, as yeah. they say, until someone's like, well, I saw that. It's like, oh, me too.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, openness
2: would go a long way. Yeah. This stuff.
0: Especially if you have this kind of experiences, and this is easily explained because um, if um, people have from childhood on those kind of experiences, especially ET contact experiences they usually start uh, at some time to talk to their parents uh, about it or other uh, near persons. And normally they are rejected. They are ridiculed. Uh, They're told this was a nightmare. You have uh, you had a bad dream and so on. And then uh, at some t- point of time, they stop talking about this uh, due to these uh, experiences. And uh, only maybe later on open themselves if they find persons that take them serious or have the same experiences. And um, by the information that I received in those channelings um, where the reptilians told me something about that they would control humanity and uh, things like that, um, I became interested in the subject of mind control. And I started studying the so-called MKUltra project of the CIA, a project that started in the 1950s. Uh, which can be confirmed by a few documents. Um, Most of uh, those documents had been uh, destroyed uh, afterwards, um, but also by a number of um, survivors' accounts. Uh, For example, uh, you had in uh, in the States in 1994, a a commission, or it was um, an advisory committee that was set up by President Clinton to investigate experiments with humans um, regarding um, uh, (coughs) radioactivity, Um, uh, and during during the hearings where persons talked about um, being subjected to experiments with radioactivity, um, they also talked about uh, being mind-controlled, which means Uh, that they had been um, tortured in order to split up their personality. This is a well-known in psychology, it's a well-known mechanism uh, in order to protect uh, oneself. Um, If a child uh, is getting in a situation, you can say in a near-death situation where it's uh, abused, where it's tortured, where uh, it's um, experiencing great fear, um, it cannot escape the situation, Um, the personality (laughs) splits up and a new personality part um, um, appears and this new personality part takes over all the pain and fear in this moment uh, in order to enable the core personality to survive. And the CIA has used this technique in order to find a method of, of perfectly controlling humans. Um, and um, unfortunately, this is not described in the documents uh, we, we still have on uh, Project MK Ultra, but is confirmed by a number of survivors' accounts. And those survivors have also worked with therapists um, you know, for a number of years, uh, since the 80s and 90s. And also those uh, therapists can confirm the scenario because they always found the same uh, programs the same personality parts which had been installed by the CIA um, for their goals, <laughs> and interestingly, um, and this is what my research um, led me to: um, uh, the uh, the CIA did not invent um, this method. Uh, this method so had so this
2: been used. old. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it had been possibly is a very traumatizing. Yeah, uh, it's it's a thing.
0: very old uh, method. It had been used, uh, for example, uh, in the the German Nazi concentration camps. Um, um, And therefore it appears not to be a false memory or misinterpretation that a big number of survivors of MK Ultra are naming Joseph Mengele, the um, so-called angel of death um, of of, uh, concentration camp in Auschwitz. Um, uh, as one of the the perpetrators, uh, under the name of Dr. Green. Um, uh, And it seems that uh, the CIA has brought over, after the Second World War, Josef Mengele, under the Project Paperclip, to the US, in order to to use his knowledge in tormenting people and and splitting up minds. Um, for the MK-Ultra project, Um, but uh, this was not all. They also um, used the experiences of so-called satanic families. And this is a quite frightening and astonishing uh, phenomenon um, uh, that you have um, all over the world, (laughs) um, family structures um, which have a satanic agenda. Uh, and which uh, are locally organized as satanic cults. And uh, many would say this (coughs) is a kind of um, uh, um, uh, uh, made-up story, and it it was titled in the 90s by U.S. media as Satanic Panic, Um, but we now have a broad, and this was my most important source, a broad uh, literature from psychologists, expert literature, uh, on the subject of so-called ritual abuse. And uh, those psychologists have worked for um, uh, decades now uh, with, with uh, survivors of satanic cults and have always found the same, the same um, pattern, um, that uh, all those survivors have been born in families, uh, that uh, abuse and torture uh, started um, from birth on, Uh, in order to make those little children um, be capable of uh, dissociation. Because uh, dissociation is needed uh, in the most extreme form in order to split up uh, the personality. Um, And this is uh, the goal of those satanic cults, um, to uh, train children uh, to become uh, later perpetrators. Uh, and they do this by using torture, by using uh, abuse, and by teaching those children, you can only survive if you learn to torture other children. And if you learn to split up your mind, and for example, um, uh, if it's a girl, um, uh, that one personality part has to learn uh, to, to become uh, so-called uh, sex slave, um, which has been conditioned only for uh, purposes of um, child abuse, uh, child pornography, and things like this, uh, which uh, the cults use to finance themselves on one hand. On uh, on the other hand, um, they use it to bring people under their control, for example, um, if you make a video of, uh, of uh, people, for exa- for, of a person, for example, a politician in a situation with an uh, underage girl, uh, you have this person under control for all of its life. And these are um, uh, patterns that always emerged in the work of therapists. Um, and I compared the literature of U.S. therapists with the literature of German therapists uh, who describe exactly the same. Um, and we even had in Germany a, um, um, a commission um, which was um, uh, initiated by the government uh, that studied ritual <coughs> <coughs> abuse that um, made data surveys, surveys uh, that... Um, uh, Uh, talked to survivors, and um, that confirmed uh, the whole phenomenon. So uh, you can say this is not a conspiracy theory, uh, that's a real phenomenon, and uh, all this is connected because the cults work with the same technique um, as the CIA, and the CIA even, uh, in many cases, um, took children out of satanic families in order to use them for their project because those children had learned from birth on to dissociate and therefore were, were very suitable for their, meet, for their purposes. I
2: mean, obviously, movies like Sybil come to mind, where it's like a fracturing of a personality. Yeah. Um, even, I guess, Zoolander, where he's kind of programmed to go yeah. after the guy. Uh, I'm wondering, um, and Raphael, I want you to ask questions because I'm sure you're full of them, but um, if you've seen the movie Pixar, uh, by Pixar Inside Out, um, it's a very kind of Jungian, Buddhist thing where it's like, Um, you have multiple kind of selves operating at any one time and then between culture and, you know, DNA and all sorts of stuff, we might prefer certain personalities, but they always coexist. Are you of the presupposition that, like, we have a symphony going on and usually culture says pay attention to violins, but there's always, like, a timpani somewhere lurking? And then I guess these people, through stress or, you know, whatever, splinter a person enough to be, like, you know focus on the timpani more when they desire it yeah like do you think this is like how would i put it i I, there um and it's a weird way to put it but i've heard grant morrison a chaos magician who made um the invisibles this comic book from the 90s uh he was kind of like everybody's schizophrenic like multiple personalities and that we we you know that's a very heavy term so i don't really like like the idea but it's like we have a lot of aspects to ourselves that maybe aren't expressed but they're real Uh, and that you can kind of coax these things out. So like um, whether it's uh, through psychedelics, like uh, the LSD kind of being used in MKUltra, which I think is actually well alluded to in the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and uh, Patrick Stewart. He was kind Mm -hmm. of like he put him on LSD and started fucking with stressful conditions and it caused a break from reality or whatever. Um, Do you think these are... I, I, I it doesn't have to be either or but I'm kind of framing it that way. Mm-hmm. Is this like a mental situation that we're dealing with in terms of a cultural, mental, biological phenomenon? Or do you like when we say like you know, you're possessed by a spirit, do you think these are intelligences that are working through? vessels that have programmed themselves because when we talk about reptilians when you're talking about that earlier like sometimes i'm like um like i've done psychedelics enough where i'm like is this my hypothalamus talking to my prefrontal prefrontal cortex and i'm having an experience of the data transfer so reptilians in this case would be like our brain stem and maybe fear you know fight or flight kind of syndrome or, or you know these basic primitive drives and that's what's what's take over humanity it's like that's what's trying to enslave us do you look at this as like a psychological physiological thing mostly or are you i mean it sounds like you're kind of open to the idea of dimensions and spirits and stuff um anyway i'm just in hearing yep. all this it's like yeah it, like what's not ritual abuse like that's what culture is isn't it? it's mm-hmm. like he's talking to god and you're not to so talk to him and or whatever's going on like pharaohs can do it but you can't or popes or presidents or kings um in a a buddhist sense it seems like we're all in suffering you know getting fractured constantly so i guess i'm rambling which i do a lot but if there's anything you want to say to anything i just said and Raphael, if you have any questions obviously
0: yeah it's a very good question Um, first of all um, you have to say uh, or you have to point out that um, such a um, trauma-based personality split can only be reached um, with children until the age of eight or nine years, it is said. Uh, because after this um, uh, age, um, the personality um, seems to be strong enough um, uh, to to, to, um, uh, to cope. On, yeah to to yes. cope with the situation or not to cope with the situation, but it's not it is not possible anymore to break it up. The personality. Um, So uh, it has to be done with children. It does not happen uh, with adults, for example. Uh, If you would torture them, um, a personality split would not appear. Um, However, um, and a second point is that dissociation can come in many forms not all uh, children that have been raised in satanic families and um, on which have been applied abuse and and, uh, torture have a a multiple personality. Uh, Not all are so-called multiples. Um, But at least they have learned to dissociate um, and and to uh, split off part of their perception from reality as a coping mechanism. Um, But uh, if you get to the personality splits. And to your question, um, for sure, uh, personality or, or psychology and the therapists, most of them um, uh, explaining it uh, or, or or just uh, they're not explaining it. Right? They are just naming it a personality split. But then you have to ask yourself, um, first of all, what means personality split? Because uh, we don't have a personality or, or what should be a personality that can be split. So uh, the concept um, uh, cannot be explained by them. They, they apply it or they name it like this. Um, but uh, you have to ask yourself what is happening there. Um, from my perspective or from my research, I would assume that um, actually, what is happening there is not a personality split, but a kind of uh, splitting or uh, splitting up the soul, or maybe uh, something like um, the soul uh, in this child at this moment of uh, torture and pain cannot cope anymore with the situation, and the, I don't know how you call it—the the, the oversoul or the the. Um, um, Yeah, over self (laughs) ascending in the situation, uh, another part of this soul concept that you are part of uh, to help you with the situation, because um, if you're dealing with (laughs) such uh, different personalities, they are totally different persons in the same body. And this is something uh, the therapists are absolutely astonished by. I talked to therapists who are working with and they uh, they told me uh, that they cannot uh, uh, understand uh, what happens uh, if they uh, at uh, one moment are talking to an adult woman and then such a split occurs and then that next moment they have uh, uh, like a three-year-old child before them talking like a (coughs) child, behaving like a child, uh, and so on. And um, what is also interesting, um, uh, this is not uh, just a um, a subject um, perception that people have uh, such a personality split. It can be confirmed um, physically because the different personalities have different physical um, um, characteristics. For example, one personality can be um, um, uh, can have a certain <coughs> disease, uh, and another personality does not have the uh, disease. One uh, personality needs uh, glasses to read; the other one doesn't need them. And even um, that the blood. Uh, Picture of the person's can be different, or the or the um, uh, brainwave um, uh, situation uh, can be different. Uh, so, this can be even confirmed by those uh, methods. Um, and uh, <coughs> so it's to more get deep
2: back- than just play acting, it seems, or like, yeah, yeah it's it's it seems like a more full than acting. It's more than action is a strong word, but like, yeah, uh, uh, but resonance is formed.
0: Yeah, but what, what you said um, is. Su- also something that I have to take into consideration I don't think that all the personality parts are uh, like demons uh, or something like this I uh, more think that are um, different uh, soul parts uh, that are using or that are in uh, inhabiting the the same uh, human body uh, but you also uh, what I think have um, the phenomenon of um, possession in this context. And this is even um, um, a goal of the perpetrators uh, to, to call up a demon and to make the demon possess uh, this human body. And uh, some, something very interesting is a study that had been uh, confirmed uh, that had been um, um, uh, done in 2007, the, cult, the so-called um, extreme abuse survey. Uh, this was an online study one part um, was aiming only at, at uh, professionals at therapists at social workers uh, who have worked in this field and another part was um, aiming at um, the um, survivors themselves and um, i can cite one, one question um, from the from the um, uh, uh, professional extreme abuse survey and um, they introduced a very interesting um, question and you can ask yourself why does a scientific survey contains such a question? And the question was, um, <clears throat> I have observed uh, what appear to be external entities which have attached to and or exerted some control of at least one adult ritual abuse um, or mind control survivor. Um, this was asked um, uh, the therapist and the answer was, that 40%, which were 92 of the 230 participants uh, answered this question with, with yes. So they perceived that um, uh, apparently an external entity took control over their client. and. Um, um, uh, other um, other therapists uh, confirmed this. And um, in one situation, I also um, could perceive uh, such a possession. So um, I personally <laughs> believe that at least at some, in some cases, those personality parts, parts are actually like negative entities uh, which have taken control uh, of the body. And uh, this was also the purpose of the perpetrators
2: so in that sense, it wouldn't be the reptilian part of your brain overacting. It's possibly whatever other is this gets into very philosophical yeah. terms, but um, outside forces, like you're saying, um, Rafael, he said quite a bit. Do you have anything?
1: Yeah, so I have a, a few follow up questions. But I was like to say, if you want to get a glass of water, kindly just do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Never feel bad drink. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the bathroom. We can um, make chat if you've got a pee or whatever. Yeah, Everything
0: fine. Thank okay. you.
1: <laughs> okay, great. So there's a few, a few things. I just maybe run down the list a, a bit. So number one question would be whether you're familiar with the Foresight Institute. This is this group of remote viewers and recently they released a quite great, I think, summary, even including their own variant of intergalactic negotiations. And I guess my particular question here for you would be maybe overall what you think of this kind of body of work. I can encourage everyone to at least look at it. They seem very honest and skilled for sure, although there is a few questions, of course. And then also in particular, what do you think about the concept they introduce, which they call death traps, where they say that there is some kind of reincarnation network. I have some background from other stories to that as well, but just anything in general you'd like to say about that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I know the Far Side Institute, I'm not very aware, aware with their latest um, uh, projects. Uh, but I take the subject of remote viewing very seriously. I also work together with a German group um, of very skilled remote viewers uh, called the Academy of Mind. Um, and uh, this was uh, the remote viewing was one of the first uh, topics um, I get into contact with um, after I uh, researched the UFO phenomenon. Um, and this was when I stumbled over. Uh, Thousands of pages um, of um, uh, CIA documents that had been released the, under the U.S. Freedom of Information Act, uh, which, without uh, any doubt, confirmed uh, that uh, the CIA has studied uh, since the 70s a remote viewing Men in their who goats and their so-called goats, yeah, like and their Stargate project. Um, And uh, so um, there in those documents, in the memoranda, um, it is written that uh, remote viewing is a real phenomenon, that uh, it can be trained with certain methods, uh, with certain protocols. Uh, So um, it's beyond doubt uh, that this exists. And I also made some experiments uh, during my hypnosis uh, time with uh, subjects uh, that uh, told me before, for example, then, that they sometimes have dreams and that this, things in their dreams happen. And uh, in those uh, tests, I also could confirm that this is uh, possible. For example, I put uh, an object in a box and uh, put them in a light <coughs> trance or in a state of relaxation and ask them, uh, please describe me what's inside this box. And some of them could describe the object uh, very, very uh, detailed. Uh, So, um, uh, And this is more important. I I, uh, think the tool of remote viewing is a very um, good tool uh, to investigate those uh, topics. Um, however, um, uh, you don't get normally any physical um, uh, proofs uh, for for the for the uh, things you you research, but maybe you find an explanation that you would not find uh, by by any other method. Uh, so I I think it's a very very good approach, and um, I haven't. Uh, Heard about the death traps, or maybe under another name? Like, maybe don't go to the light, it's a trap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, Okay, okay, lips. Ah, yeah, yeah I, I've basically that idea, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, um, interestingly, uh, the Academy of Mind, um, remote viewer, uh, viewers had, uh, had stumbled uh, about this same phenomenon, the death traps, um, in one of the sessions, um. And they describe it, uh, that uh, the light is uh, something like, um, yeah, like a trap. Uh, um, I, I, I have, from my research, I have no further information on this, but um, I can say that um, the topic of the soul, um, (laughs) the most important one, uh, if you look behind all this, if you look behind the ET contact phenomenon, if you look behind what is uh, about ritual abuse, and uh, we haven't talked about the reptilian agenda, um, uh, at the end you always come uh, to the question, um, what are souls? Uh, who wants those f- souls or who wants uh, the soul energy, who wants to harvest human soul energy. So um, for me, it makes a lot of sense. And and, and what I've learned in my um, experience is that uh, souls uh, on earth are like, in, uh, like a soul prison. So uh, this would um, uh, corroborate with the idea of uh, death traps. Uh, that you cannot, uh, that your soul cannot easily escape uh, from Earth um, after um, after death.
1: Okay, great. So, yeah, this is, of course, interesting. I will uh, relate or put it into the framework. You're maybe somewhat familiar with the work of Bashar, channeled by Daryl Antrim. Yeah. Okay, so I have a specific there's a few specific connections. So, number one, there's this one backstory with, you know, um the Orion Empire, which would be the yep. story of Star Wars, right? Yep. And here at least the positive idea would be that already we only within that framework of explanation and storyline, we would already be the escaped souls of the Orion children that were even more suppressed than anyone on earth could ever be. So this would only hint at the idea that a similar system may have existed in a time, you know, far, far away, long, long yep. ago. But it would also, in a sense, prove that However, it was possible and it is described in some ways. This can be penetrated or dissolved. And anyhow, the only constant is change. So even if that were the case, I would, I would not necessarily be depressed because of it. Because anyways, you know, if there's a way to close the box, there's a way to open the box, right? Yeah. And then, of course, there's the question of the fractal structuring of souls, whether even this death trap idea is only a subjective linear experience that we create even on a somewhat level of a, you know, soul level, a little bit, but yep. only one level up above, it's already complete freedom. And that in itself is also only, let's say, a grand drama.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, when I wrote, um, when I wrote uh, my book on the subject of ritual abuse, um, which, which uh, was initiated by the channelings with reptilians, um, I became aware while I was writing that I cannot put the subject of MK Ultra and ritual abuse and the subject of reptilians in one book because um, many people would have uh, had uh, would have uh, too many problems with the idea of um, um, aliens and uh, UFOs and reptilians. So I split it up in two parts: part one dealing with MK Ultra and ritual abuse, and this was. Very well received, I must say, by the by the public, uh, because it was is, is well researched and contains a huge number of uh, sources and literature and so on. Um, and uh, when I published um, the second part, in which I say that behind um, MK Ultra and uh, the satanic cults um, are other forces, um, one part of them are the reptilian entities, Um, um, I was confirmed because uh, many readers uh, that were were big fans of the first part... They were just waiting
1: for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: but but, uh, no, no, uh, the contrary. Uh, Many readers that were big fans of part one, uh, then were totally shocked and furious um, and said, how can you write about this? Uh, now you're 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 uh, destroying all your credibility, right, right. and uh, even worse, the credibility of the survivors. If you now talk about uh, reptilians, um, um, but, um, but when I wrote the second part about the reptilians, um, I knew <coughs> I would need uh, um, uh, besides the physical concept. Uh, which I describe in this book, uh, which means that we are living in a virtual, multidimensional reality, I need um, even more a spiritual concept. And I had no idea what this spiritual concept would look like. And then I was um, attracted very strong by a book that uh, that had been standing in my bookshelf for years. And this was The Law of One. Um nice. <laughs> and and um uh, I had looked at, at this book before and wasn't very interested but then when I uh, again started reading the book I couldn't stop reading because I fo- found all the answers I needed for the spiritual concept. Um and there was described the Orion group that you talked about right. uh, that had Orion come to Crusaders. earth. Exactly. O- Orion group, yeah, um that uh, came to earth. Um which are described uh, as negative entities uh, with the mission of uh, uh, conquering worlds or planets, um, and and <coughs> I uh, very soon um, had the idea that at least uh, part <coughs> of this Orion group are reptilian entities, and um, uh, I could confirm uh, this, this uh, suggestion uh, later on um, uh, on the internet page of the, uh, of the um, um, editors of uh, the Law of One, which have a very, very good uh, internet page where all the channelings um, you find and many more information. And there the medium uh, herself, the, the woman that made the channelings um, talks about the reptilians, and that the reptilians are part of this Orion group. Uh, so um, this was confirmed, and, um, and and there I found the spiritual concept, uh, which for me is, uh, and it was also confirmed in part by the channelings I had and by other sources, um, that uh, all is about um, about um, spiritual uh, evolution, spiritual development. Um, that we <laughs> as a soul come from a primer, uh, primary, primary uh, soul source or soul uh, or conscious of, or field of consciousness and that all the souls souls in order to make experiences experiences um, have the possibility to to get into uh, different dimensions for example on earth which is uh, uh, seems to be the most physical um, uh, and the most or the best um, scenario to, uh, scenario in order to uh, make individual decisions um, um, and uh, to get the possibility for a spiritual uh, evolution. But uh, in order to uh, spiritual uh, develop, uh, you need, from what I understand. Um, uh, uh two aspects uh, one is the free will uh, you have to be able to make uh, decisions um, um yeah f- to make freely decisions uh, and the second aspect is um, the aspect of polarity you need uh, good and evil you need positive and negative uh, because without this the free will does not make sense um and uh, so You can even find uh, an explanation for why does such cool things exist on Earth like ritual abuse, like torture of children, like cannibalism of babies and children and and so on, uh, because the dark side is something that is needed um, for for, uh, the spiritual concept. Uh, However, you can say that maybe this concept uh, has been misused in some discre- uh, some uh, degree, and that uh, those extremes like uh, torture and uh, abuse of children and cannibalism um, is something that is uh, bringing this concept out of balance. Yeah. And um, this is roughly described uh, the concept which I see behind all those phenomena.
1: Yes, so Ra would say, of course, it is all for the catalyst. So the polarities exist for the soul to experience the catalyst in order to evolve itself and ultimately make a choice between positive and negative polarity, as it is written in the Bible. Jim always yeah. likes to mention he's a Christian. Be ye hot or be ye cold. If ye are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is like the Christian reference for me as just like Ra says, you need to decide at some point or you'll be just, you yeah. know, drawn along somewhere. Okay. I have a few more other things and one very specific question. So you're familiar with the overall storyline of Bashar and also Lisa Royal and some others. The idea being that grays are a parallel future version of humans. Having come back through time-space because they had no more emotion, could yep. not not anymore, you know, reproduce genetically uh, with you know CRISPR or whatever more advanced stuff they had. And now, what's quite curious for me to observe is there is quite a large audience for Bashar, and also, let's say, online following. And uh, what's highly interesting to me is that quite a few times now, although in earlier years he had been talking about. You know, oxygenation, hydration, removal of toxins, stress reduction, and, you know, following your excitement to be basically free of all disease. Yet now, within the current, you know, crisis, um, he had mentioned that, yeah, you do not have the right to endanger others, therefore, you should wear a mask. And uh, the way I see it, so symbolically, number one, individuals wearing masks, they almost look like grace. Maybe mm-hmm. it's my patterning, but definitely. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know what's in the new kind of, you know, experimental gene therapies. That's obvious a kind of a hybridization. And to me, I'm kind of, and Bashar had you know done strange things in the past. Some predictions true, some wrong, and so on. But I'm kind of baffled of how now the presentation could go into those directions. And he himself not even mentioning. I mean, look, guys, isn't it obvious that this is kind of a fork in the road? How do you decide you want to be natural, naturally develop epigenetically your DNA or do you want to have some external force deciding for you how you're going to develop? And to me, the parallels are so blatant. It's amazing. So I'm surprised if you have any views, number one, of why this channel could be... I would almost ask, like, is it corrupted? Is it because of the collective Mm -hmm. belief system that he's like, okay, I can't break it to y'all because my audience is too big and that would maybe shift some other things or even the idea of... Anyways, I told you a hundred times, never believe anything only because I say it. So that's the point when you should ditch that part. How, do, how do you explain this to yourself? Because I had met Daryl at least once. My impression was amazing of him as an, as a human, let's say. Yeah. And Bashar, in terms of consistency up to that point, pretty much always checked out pretty perfectly for me, aside yep. of some details which don't matter. How do you explain that to, to yourself? Do you have any insight? Because I honestly wouldn't know whom else to ask in a sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I personally uh, see it like you um, uh, you you're seeing it. Um, I am very sceptic about uh, the whole phenomenon we are um, perceiving now, uh, the split in society, uh, certain measures, um, and so on. Um, and um, I cannot see um, if it uh, would be influenced by other intelligence. Um, how this could serve a good purpose uh, in the end. However, uh, it's very interesting for me, um, because I did not know those uh, channelings of um, Bashan before, um, what you have just uh, described. Because um, I'm working closely with a woman um, that has contact with uh, Grace and um, other entities, but mainly with the Grace. um, And she has told me. that the Greys um, uh, have told her uh, that she, she should get a vac- vaccina- vac- uh, vaccination, um, and this yeah. was something I was very surprised. Uh, but on the other hand, it uh, corroborates what uh, Bashar has said that uh, there seems to be uh, an agenda of the of the Greys behind this because. She and I, we couldn't explain ourselves uh, and and also uh, wondered if this is maybe a false information Um, um, why uh, should they tell her to get a vaccination? Um, It didn't make sense to us Um, um, but yeah maybe it's Uh, something behind this uh, what uh, we as humans um, cannot see that maybe it served this hybridization project or or whatever Um, um, and what uh, uh, is also important to mention um, that the grays from my perspective are very um, difficult to to describe or to evaluate uh, because um, it seems that you have um, a number of grey subspecies right? Um, and uh, maybe or, or apparently uh, they don't all follow the same agenda um, yes. uh, you have a number of experiences um, who describe um, positive uh, experiences with greys uh, who say they have communicated with them or they have um, healed them or have protected them in, uh, in a way um, Uh, then you have, uh, for sure, a majority of experiencers, the so-called abductees, um, who describe very frightening scenarios. uh, But, um, and this is something um, uh, which I um, uh, was aware of right from the beginning, uh, they never described um, the grace as, uh, for example, sadistic or evil. Uh, They just described the situation. As frightening um, or a certain medical measure as, as yes. painful. Uh, so um, it's, it's obviously not the intention of the grace to frighten humans or to, to make them pain. And uh, um, maybe it's just their perception that makes uh, all of this a frightening experiences. Uh, but, but on the other hand, and this is something uh, more disturbing, um, I uh, stumbled about a number of uh, sources. Um, that said uh, that the reptilians using, are using GRACE as their um, workers uh, in order to implement their own genetic project. Um, and this is described, for example, by Credo Mutwa, uh, the Sulu shaman, uh, shaman from, from uh, South Africa. Uh, this is described by a, a German psychologist, Ulrich Kramer. Um, who had a number of channelings uh, or or direct contact uh, also with reptilians Uh, and this was something that (laughs) was confirmed uh, again and again in the channelings I had uh, with the reptilians who who always refer to the greys as their uh, small uh, worker bees Um, and uh, so uh, the picture of the greys is quite complicated
1: yeah I agree and um... So maybe just what's so, in a way, insane to me is that even just seeing it at face value, let's say social distancing, so on having fear of other yeah. humans, um, and even the, the concept of virology itself has to be investigated, maybe you've already heard, as in a basic yeah. level, which will shock many people even more when they come to realize that. But what's insane to me is that Bashar oftentimes mentions, look, those greys did that, they tunneled back, they created the hybrids. One of those would be Bashar himself. To allow a positive continued evolution of the species. So, And yep. now we have a scenario happening where I would say the health or even viable genetic stock of a population is potentially endangered by all these things, even without the newest therapies, just the general lifestyle is degrading it, you know, but this would yep. be an acceleration. And in my mind, I just can't fit together why he this channel in this case would simply not point out the blatantly obvious and just whether you would have any ideas whether there could be I don't know, some kind of interference, or it would be because of the channeler's own belief systems. It would be because of the collective he's channeling to, mm. or even some kind of a, you know, a cruel type of a test in terms of, yeah, I'm leading you down the wrong way. You have to, finally, yep. you have to really graduate and realize if there is a part of the information that's maybe just inaccurate or inapplicable yep. or something. And also, because this was just one in, about a year ago about the masks and then mentioning, you know, path of least resistance, go along to get along, reinvestigating your own belief systems because it may not be about you, but about endangering others. But all of these things, of course, hinge on a very, let's say, uh, material reductionist concept of transmissions of disease and so on, which the way I understand it is just plain and let's say insufficient model, let's just say, uh, highly inaccurate. And so I would wonder, if you can relate to that at all how you could explain to yourself how a channel can actually warn you about this give you very straight outlines and then at this crucial point in my mind at least make a a switch and he would not never say oh you have to do this or this but uh, even these kind of comments and having this history as a frame of reference in my mind just doesn't fit together at all is there anything you can say about that
0: yeah um i think um one has to be very sceptic um, about the content of channelings. Um, I, I would never go so far, like many UFO researchers who um, uh, do not like the idea of channeling at all, and say this is absolute nonsense. Um, and uh, um, honestly, law I cannot. The understand... one
1: is channel two, right? It's channel material. The law of yeah. one is, yeah, is
0: channel yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. It's channel... yeah. Um, Um, uh, On on one hand, I don't understand them because uh, they know and they accept that in every um, abduction case, (laughs) and you have hundreds, uh, there's always described a telepathic communication. And in many times are described downloads and uh, uh, screen memories uh, given to human minds and so on. So... Uh, it's uh, very obvious uh, that those same um, aliens are capable of uh, communicating in this way via channeling uh, with humans. So why shouldn't it be possible? Um, uh, On the other hand, I think um, uh, it's very, very difficult um, to to evaluate the accuracy uh, or the correctness um, of channeling content um, if you uh, w- one measure for me is the quality uh, of the content. For example, the uh, law of one material uh, seems to me very high uh, quality, um, um, and uh, there are yeah great differences um, in the quality of uh, of agenda materials. Um, but uh, for example, um, I had um, uh, vacation. Um, Uh, lately and uh, there I read the second book of uh, Dolores Cannon that you mentioned before and um, I was very interested because she's one of a few researchers that used extensively channeling as a means of um, investigation Um, but while I was reading her book um, um, I think it's about 500 pages Uh, after 300 pages I I gave up uh, because I uh, um, I found one channeling that contained a lot of uh, confirmations uh, for me, uh, but she also presented a number of channelings um, which um, in, uh, in themselves uh, for me did not make too much sense. And she also presented, for example, regarding the subject of Atlantis, uh, she herself presented uh, three or four uh, channelings with very, yeah, you, you can even say, contradicting information. Uh, and if you take one of those channelings, maybe it sounds convincing. Uh, but there you have three channelings. Uh, all of uh, those three channelings um, uh, sounds uh, for itself convincing, but um, <coughs> put, uh, put aside, um, uh, if, if you line them up, Um, you see um, some parallels, but uh, also very, very big differences. Um, So uh, they cannot be true, uh, or the three. Um, And that was, for me, uh, another big hint, um, uh, showing me that we have to uh, pay attention uh, using channelings. Uh, They can be nearly 100% correct and contain very important information. But at the same time, um, uh, whole channelings can be completely false or in a good channeling maybe it can be some uh, false parts. Uh, it, it can have to do with the channel, channel himself with the medium or um, maybe some interference uh, which takes place. I remember, for example, one channeling um, um, with this first source I described, with those avatar-like beings, um, uh, where was uh, said something very interesting. Um, And um, then it was said, uh, this uh, transformation was false. Uh, And then I said, uh, what do you mean? And then it was said, um, uh, it was false that it was said that this transformation was false. <laughs> uh, uh, so um, obviously uh, there was a uh, small information uh, which was slided in, um, which said this transformation is false, but it came from another source, uh, which tried to uh, to, to delete uh, the information that was given before. And uh, so I just can explain what you described by maybe some interference that took place uh, there during the channeling um, and led to this obvious contradiction.
1: Yeah, I mean, these contradictions remain until now. I think the stance hasn't changed fundamentally. Anyhow, you know, in the Bible, they warn of false prophets and so on. I'll lay out one more thing, then I'm sure Jim also has some questions, just to show how complex this is, as far as I understand one of the channels I really like in terms of research is Dark Journalist on YouTube. I think he does quite amazing work also explaining all the occult history, the connections with NASA and how it's all, you know, very much intertwined. And he mentions that there had even been fake alien abductions conducted yep. by the CIA. There, we know there is different type of technology which very much looks like UFOs. We have variants of anti-gravity and so on. So one cannot even be sure. Only because it's not an F-16 doesn't yep. necessarily say if it's interdimensional from somewhere or it's a DARPA research project or something. Um, and then I can assume you're aware of the most recent push for disclosure with these now confirmed, you know, dots. They really picked the, the, the worst images they got. I think. <laughs> yeah. And they sent forth Louis Alessandro and these yep. other CIA shields to, you know, talk a lot of BS and essentially make people scared. And on the yep. other hand, you have Stephen Greer with Cosmic Hoax Disclosure Documentary, highly recommended to watch, which puts it into a more, let's say, neutral to positive framework. Yep. And uh Yeah, anything uh, that you'd like to mention about that? Also, just to briefly mention this here again, Farsight had researched and in their remote viewing, at least, they had discovered that what happened in Antarctica with Admiral Byrd may have been a plan, let's say, by a negative etheric group to scare the Americans into Mm. if they would have had dealings, if these stories are true, that they would not agree to any peaceful deal, but would Mm. definitely agree with the negative ETs because they just wanted to get weapon because they were so scared. Which is interesting because the concept would again be instill a lot of fear, and this is how you drive compliance, which apparently you need the free will agreement for anything to happen, even if you're such a powerful, etheric entity. So yeah, anything you'd like to mention about the whole cosmic hoax eddy and how you for yourself with all these differing positive and negative factors, situate yourself. And then of course, Jim, anything you'd like to know?
0: Yeah. um, For me, it was quite clear uh, when I read the headlines in December 2017 in New York Times and. Uh, Washington Post about the UFO um, um, program of the Pentagon um, that this is uh, that this should be the beginning of a uh, campaign and um, this was confirmed again and again um, yeah, every three four or five months um, you had more headlines on the UFO or how it's called now the UAP subject. Um, uh, more um, videos by youth, uh, by um, Navy uh, jets had been uh, published and new uh, military uh, witnesses uh, came forward and so on. Um, so um, for me, it's quite clear that this is a, 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 com- a campaign initiated by some Pentagon or um, other deep state forces. Um, it's, it's quite logic that, for example, military witnesses or a Luis Elizondo uh, cannot come forward and talk about those topics yeah. if they have not uh, an agreement uh, with the people higher up. Um, and uh, it looks like they want to produce a, a fear scenario. On the other hand, um, if, if I just look at Luis Elizondo, he seems uh, quite um, convincing. He seems uh, quite uh, um, nice guy, and um, and you must say also a very intelligent guy. Um, if he talks, he also talks about higher concepts like um, interdimensionality and 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 uh, about um, quantum physics and so on. Uh, so, he, and this is something I wonder. Uh, if this fits to the, to the uh, story which I, um, uh, which I thought uh, would uh, be behind all this, that uh, is uh, the creation of a fear scenario, uh, because um, he's making it more complex uh, than it would be needed for a straight fear scenario. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm now n- not quite sure anymore what I should think about all of this. Um, on the other hand, you have mentioned uh, Stephen Greer. And um, I think he's right if, he, if he's saying they are trying to put up a fear scenario because I don't know, I think it's the more probable scenario uh, that they are creating this uh, for this purpose because why should they now publish? Uh, what they had been kept secret, secret uh, for about seventy years. Um, on the other hand, uh, I don't do not agree with uh, Dr. Greer um, if he says that all of the abduction scenario is a fake military um, scenario, uh, because um, even if this is the case in some uh, some cases, um, <coughs> it could not uh, account for all the thousands of uh, worldwide uh, experiences. Uh, For example, you have um, uh, witnesses from from Mexico, uh, which are uh, native uh, Indians, uh, native native, um, Mexican Indians, uh, that describe the same abduction scenarios like uh, U.S. uh, or German um, abductees. Um, uh, You have uh, Dr. R.D. Sixkiller-Clark um, a U.S. professor that have that has um, collected thousands of reports from um, U.S. Um, um, U.S. American natives um, and also from the um, uh, from the uh, Mexican uh, natives and they all describe or in many cases, describe the scenario, and it would make sense uh, that behind all those (laughs) scenarios is uh, the CIA um, uh, or the U.S. military, uh, and uh, the same applies for the German experiences I have worked with. So um, there must be also the abduction scenario. It could be the case that we assume it is an evil scenario, but uh, that we only does not understand the background of this, and it's for the purpose of humanity. I cannot rule this out um, at all, Uh, but uh, I also think uh, the reptilian agenda, which which we had just mentioned, um, plays also a role. Uh, They also seem to have a um, genetic project and are using the grace and abductions for this, (laughs) so um, uh, I cannot confirm that all ETs are positive ones, and it would contradict um uh in addition the law of one uh if we would only have uh, positive is, you know. we we have polarities
2: it's toroidal in nature there's <laughs> yeah, we're good, yeah you know there's up and there's down it kind of reminds me because you earlier were saying something to the effect that um there was uh i forget the exact instance i'm not gonna be able to quote you on it but you were like oh uh the, like the, the contradiction In terms of the channeling so you're like I don't know it's weird because I don't I mean I'm not a material reductionist but I think you know we can use the observable world as a model to understand further other things and the fact that we have wave particle duality makes me wonder if there's just a lot of weirdness going on so it's like if we're looking at something at a certain way we might experience it a certain way and if we experience it a different way it might shift just, I mean, I don't need to clarify this, but uh, one of the reasons I'm still a Christian, I was raised a Christian and I could even see that it's almost spiritual abuse at some level where it's just like hell and all this stuff. Um, I actually astrally projected back in high school through self-hypnosis, but I was basically getting on a treadmill and running very, very like fast for hours and getting in a certain trance state and then getting into a deep breathing state. And after doing that for a few weeks, I astrally projected and talked to Jesus and all this stuff. And then also on DMT, I talked to Egyptian deities about my faith which was very abstract but it was telepathic like you were kind of saying mm-hmm. so I've, I've never had alien stuff but i've had kind of culturally rooted kind of experience it seems yep um anyway i just want to clarify it's like i'm not gonna throw a bible at you by any means but mm-hmm. it's like it seems there's something there um yep. in any event um i'm kind of curious like where we go from here it, like uh not the bush uh rafael's having a um I like how you're open-minded about the possibilities of what Bashar might be going through, whether it's like, you know, a false test from the teacher to... Well, have to be honest.
1: Honestly, I can admit, in a sense, I would just be, how should I say, um, distraught or whatever, disappointed in a sense, yeah. Um, But it doesn't matter because, you know, if you take the core teachings and much of it is in line with law of one anyways, the main thing, I guess, even there, they always talk about discernment. Bashar talks about it all the time, I guess in Law of One it's very similar as well, mm-hmm. and this is something I always like to mention when talking about different spiritual systems or teachers or whatever. Some are deliberately trying to fool you, with some they may be doing their best, just maybe not be able to get everything accurate. Some may be a distorted you know, paradox of some kind of combination, but the idea you really never let off the hook of, ultimately, is your own individual discernment so maybe also for you within your own life or in your own approach how do you situate yourself or even if you just read law of one which is one of my favorite books and i can recommend everyone to actually read all of them and the extra edition of the private stuff highly interesting Mm -hmm. um how do you kind of situate yourself in this game or maybe even not to give predictions, but how do you see this going? Or what do you see now maybe relevant for people uh, to do aside from, of course, everyone just finally sharing all these crazy dream experiences they may have had. So we all can piece it together, but maybe anything else that's uh, on your mind currently in that regard.
0: Yeah. Um, I am very much convinced. Uh, and this is also described in the love one, uh, that we are now in a special time. Um, it is said that um, we are time now where um, the domi- uh, three D dimension we are in um, is evolving, and um, and and might reach uh, another level or um, a higher dimension, and uh, that this is also the reason why now more people can perceive, for example, other entities or bizarre phenomena. Uh, because of the merger of these uh, these dimensions uh, that is uh, taking place now. Um, and another aspect is uh, uh, during this merger, um, also um, uh, the, the question of uh, spiritual evolvement uh, arises because um, the, the negative entities on the Uh, higher levels or the higher dimension as well as the positive entities are interesting in getting as much souls as possible on their side, uh, on the next level, um, if you will. Um, And therefore, uh, things are getting more intense, or you could also say worse. Um, The stakes are
2: increasing, the game stakes.
0: Yeah, the the stakes are increasing. Um, And this is what you can perceive now, Uh, On the one hand, um, uh, things are getting worse, for example, by uh, the the split uh, that is taking place in our society, uh, especially in the the last one and a half years. Um, And on the other hand, by more people becoming aware of topics they never have thought about before, getting interested in new subjects with a... Uh, spiritual background, uh, uh, and and uh, you can very, uh, you can very nicely see at, at the example of the um, UFO disclosure campaign that is taking on uh, that uh, many things have those two sides. If you uh, take the the many um, publications now and and, conf- and the confirmation on the UFO subject, uh, on one hand. This is great because uh, uh, people are now getting aware that have never read about or heard about it before that UFOs exist, that there might be other entities that we might not be alone in the universe, that we not might not be the crown of uh, uh, creation. Um, on the other hand, um, uh, this whole campaign um, can be used as a a threat campaign in order to uh, introduce uh, military law or whatever uh, to defend humanity against those evil alien threat. Uh, So it has both sides um, in itself. And this is something um, I think, uh, or this is the most important thing that is going on right now. uh, And that will get even more intense in in the coming months And my personal uh, position in this from what I think is that I am uh, bringing some information uh, to the public uh, for example, if you take this uh, topic of ritual abuse, uh, it was not very known uh, before I, I published my book. And uh, since that time, not only due to my book, but to um, many other things that happened parallel, uh, many more people are now talking about uh, satanic cults, ritual abuse, um, mm-hmm. and, and so on. So um, I think I'm one of many hundreds of thousands of people uh, like you, Rafael, as well, or like you, (laughs) like you both, uh, that are bringing information now to the public uh, in order to enable individuals uh, to decide uh, do they want to open themselves to this information or do they prefer to close their eyes and uh, to hold on to the uh, old belief system? And, and uh, a last thing I want to mention, and this is also said in the Law of One, but I think it's an important point, um, that it is said there that both uh, paths, uh, the, the self-service and the self-to-others part, uh, are both allowed. Um, you cannot say one is uh, one is permitted and the other one is uh, not permitted. Uh, you can freely decide what path you want to follow. Um, if it uh, enables you to spiritually evolve to the next level is, is another thing. And what is interesting, um, um, and I discussed it lately with someone, um, that <laughs> I think it is said in, in the love one, that you only need uh, more than 50% of uh, self yes. uh, to, to other service to get to the next level, but you uh, nearly need 90 or 100% 95, yeah, yeah. or 95% of the uh, um, service uh, to self part um, in order to evolve if you follow this uh, line. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And what's also mentioned quite interestingly is that even here, so if one were to polarize negatively, you can evolve until, at least within that framework of uh, storyline within Law of One, up to fifth density, I think the, yep. the last edge of fifth density, and then the spiritual entropy becomes too great, because negative polarity works through separation, or making everything appear as its own, which is conformity, control. Again, mm-hmm. the parallels to what's happening today, I think, are so blatant, it is... Absolutely incredible. Um, So who is pushing whom, you know, to comply and so on. Um, But even then it is described that eventually the negatively polarized fifth density consciousness realizes it can no longer proceed onto sixth density and up because of the spiritual entropy. So all they do is like in Star Trek, they say reverse polarity and they just ascend. So even yep. within that grand drama, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Like, it's all it's all good. It's all contained within the one. Ultimately, it's only the one creator playing with itself. So yeah. however, at the same time, it is this grand drama, and we have these great capacities for catalyst within the human experience. So yeah, it's, it's quite a ride. And only again, I can say I applaud each and everyone listening and joining this experience, because on this, I'm quite convinced also is that no one is ever really forced to do anything or incarnate anywhere. So I'm pretty sure everybody who had incarnated here, like, they really want to know we the, asked the real. To be here. Know. Oh, my so. God.
2: <laughs> we asked for front row seats to the apocalypse. I mean, that's the whole point. Is a it's a shift. Apocalypse is an unveiling. Yep. I think in some way we're shifting. Um, it is funny to think, cause we've talked a lot, um, in previous episodes, I mean, this is as much a podcast as a psychotherapeutic tool for me <laughs> asking mm-hmm. Raphael cause he reads Law of One and Bashar and all this stuff. I'm like, what do you think? Um, but discernment is like one of the, you know, earliest topics we ever talked about. It's just like how, you know, how, how do you make decisions? Uh, there's a, a band, a Canadian rock band you've probably heard of Rush, uh, they have a lyric where it's like, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. It seems like we're we're very much participants, but because of cultural conditioning, um, karma, all these things that we feel much more disempowered and afraid, um, maybe that's part of the nature of the alchemical catalyst at hand, where it's like, you know, the booby trap get, you know, uh, heat and pressure make diamonds. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, there's a lot of heat and pressure going on right now. And we're going to tap into our Buddha diamond body or something like that. But um yeah, it's an interesting time to be here. In a weird way, I mean, it's not like a full on disassociation, but I've just chosen to like pay it. So, like, Raphael's been very vocal in advocating um, uh, against, I guess, I guess you could say, the narrative of like the media, Fauci, et cetera. Whereas I've just been like, I can't even get embroiled because I'll just start machinating. You know, I'll just be thinking about this stuff all day long. And not for some reason, that's just draining on me. So it's, I, I really do hope that whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever scenarios, I guess, in the future start, because um, I remember, you know, about a year ago, we are like, here come the FEMA camps and shit. And <laughs> it's like, clearly it hasn't happened yet. But I feel like we're moving towards a direction of um, almost like apartheid, where it's like, if you aren't vaccinated, you're not going to be able to participate with society at the same level yep. as those with the past, which is a choice we're making. We have to be responsible. I mean, I'm making, if I don't want to get vaccinated, which I don't, that might mean that I lose some of the privileges that i've been a part of as a cultural member at some level but i would rather be sovereign body sovereign than just say well i can go to a rock concert or a tennis match yep. now because i've got the past yep. so interesting times i think we are being called to take it serious and it's a paradox take it seriously but laugh it's like holy shit this is a weird movie with a lot of plot twists um a lot of whodunit characters kind of going on but um, I guess if there's any kind of parting sentiments, uh, Marcel, that you want to give to people, uh, and we'll be sure to put your links to your book. I'd love to check out your stuff. We'll get you back on here, maybe with some other guests and go hard in the paint on maybe what dreams are or anything you want to talk about. You're very well-spoken. You're a good Virgo uh, between mm-hmm. your research and your footnotes and your books and your eloquence of speech, even though it's not your native language. You did a really good job. So props to you on that. Um, you. But yeah, if there's any kind of um, parting thoughts that you want to leave us with uh it doesn't have to be like beautiful inspirational stuff it can be a horrifying question <laughs> <laughs> that leaves us hanging forever edgar Allan Poe post style. Um, but you the conch is yours uh
0: m- maybe just uh one uh, last uh, thing i want to point out um and it's also described in the Love one but also um by other sources um as i mentioned before um one um, important aspect of the spiritual or the possibility of spiritual involvement, evolution, is uh, the free will. Um, and since the negative entities have to respect the ref- the free will, they can only use the methods of manipulation and um, uh, how should I say it? Um, fear, uh, fear, uh, and and um, attraction, verführung. Um, Seduction. a Seduction, yeah. Of uh, manipulation and seduction um, to get a human being um, on their side if they don't want to break uh, the laws. Uh, so we always have to keep in mind um, if we get into contact in our daily life uh, with means of seduction or means of manipulation, um, what is behind all this, uh, that these are methods of um, uh, of uh, yeah, manipulating our free will uh, to get us on the wrong side. So uh, we should always stay alert, uh, feel to our heart uh, what is uh, what could be the right decision, um, and um, and follow this. And um, this was also said uh, in one of the channelings uh, to me. Uh, we humans have a, a natural Um, compass uh, built inside and these are our emotions and if something or someone does not feel good uh, it usually is not good so this is uh, one one uh, concept i would um, uh, uh, bring to the awareness of your um, uh, uh, of your audience and um, uh, i think a, a very wise one and so i hope we will get through the intense times coming now um, uh, without any harm.
2: Well, that sense, we're in the mind of God or the heart of God or however this is working. So we can't be lost. It's just a scary part of the dream. It seems like sometimes dreams get weird. That's how it works. Uh, We've asked to be at a very weird part of the dream. So uh, keep doing your good work, sir. I applaud you. you. I I do appreciate what you're doing. And I think that these kinds of uh, even just you putting out in the collective makes the whole thing kind of upgrade. So uh have no fear even though we are neurologically kind of weird ape things uh or whatever's going on that you know fight or flight kind of stuff goes on yeah guys I guess if I gotta say anything it's it's a weird trip we're on try to be respectful of others and do vocalize um you know whether it's to a therapist or friends or whoever vocalize your experience because you never you're not alone And the way you find the others is to express it. If you keep, you know, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine, as the Christian little song says. So it's like, let your your experiences be known. Uh, It will help yourself and others process the whole situation that much more readily.
1: Yeah. Also, I'd like to thank you once again, Marcel, for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. Discernment is key. Further up and further in. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you for the invitation.